Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dismantling You podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Pineda. Self-love starts with self-connection. If we aren't tuning in within and listening to our own inner voice, how can we truly know how we feel and what we need? Self-love develops from taking care of ourselves authentically. This week's guest, Jamie Lerner, helps people find that self-connection. She teaches how to guide yourself from the inside out. Jamie is co-author of the book, The Ever-Loving Essence of You, and practices an integrative approach to well-being. This episode is sponsored by Costa Rica Surf Trip. They are my partners for my annual yoga, surf, and golf retreat at the end of this month in February. So there is still time to sign up if you are in need of a last-minute yoga, surf, and golf retreat. This one's for you. The link is in my bio for all the details. So if you are new to the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes release. And don't forget to leave a review. The more reviews and shares that we get, the more people we can reach. And you never know when an episode can impact someone's life. Stay tuned now for my conversation with Jamie. Welcome to my podcast, Jamie. I'm really delighted to have you on my show today. Thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure. So you have such an interesting background, especially you've said that you're living on your third life. And I find that so fascinating and so interesting. And I want to talk about your book and everything. But before I dive into that, I want to give our audience some context about your background. So can you take us a step back and give us a little bit about your journey? Sure. Well, I was born with a knowing, and I think that we all are, and just the contrast of life, I think that we tend to move further and further away from ourselves. However, um, I was very different in that I never moved further away from myself. If anything, I stayed um, connected to myself in a way that was, um, I think it was my lifelong. And so uh, as I... Uh, got older, I knew that I wanted to uh, study and explore um, interpersonal relationships. And I went on, got my master's in social work and started a practice and um, did psychotherapy for a while. And then realized that there was something more. Uh, instead of asking people to uh, forever look backwards, um, I realized that we can ask people where they are in there now and help them move forward. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm doing something very different, which is assisting people and assisting themselves. Love it. We all need to make that next step or shift. What is that catalyst? And I think that we get stuck. And when we get stuck, it's really helpful to understand that stuck is just a moment. Um, it's not our entire life. And usually it's not the situation that is creating the feeling of being stuck, but it's how we're feeling about the situation. So I think with that realization, it helps people take a deep breath 
and start to think about where they are and then where they would like to be. And I think that helps us. So for the majority of your clients, what are their biggest issues? Well, I I think that what they think their biggest issues are initially is their current situation, which they then see as their whole life. And their current situation usually is just a reflection of a pattern that they have carried from probably early on family of origin that they're unaware of. And they're even unaware of how they're feeling about their current situation. But actually, I think that um, all of this contrast that we have that is created wherever we are in this moment is really the catalyst for helping us get to where we want to go and be. So it becomes kind of like our superpower if we're able to reframe it and see it differently than the way we have been actually experiencing it. And I, I love the way how that you take them a step back and you make them understand that it's a little bit too about getting their power back, right? Absolutely. There is a lot of power in the contrast that we have experienced. How can we step into the life that we want? Well, a lot of people don't give themselves permission to even ask themselves, what do I want? So to begin there, and I think it's very scary for people to ask that question, but just asking that question um, kind of opens the door to something that I refer to as being lovingly curious about oneself. And um, I think when we can begin to see it and feel it and believe it could be, I think then it actually happens for us. But first we have to visualize it and feel it and then really believe that that is something that we are worthy of creating for ourselves. The effects of not having a good relationship with ourselves and how it uh, projects onto others. How can we minimize that? I think we're not good at self-care. And I think that most of us speak to ourselves in ways that we've never speak to other people. And I think that our relationship with ourselves is the basis for every other relationship that we go on to have with another. So it is the most important relationship that we will ever have is the one with ourselves. And that I think is the greatest investment that we can make um, in our whole life is nurturing and nourishing ourselves back to that place of self-love, which often just starts with little things like self-care which could be even starting the day, spending five minutes with yourself having a cup of coffee. So those little itty bitty things really have just like ginormous effects um, that I think really begin to translate into saying to ourselves, we matter and that we're important. 
so important, so powerful, and so so much needed. Um, you know, we need you're you're absolutely right. We may we need to take that time to slow down in order to give back to ourselves. Uh, how do we avoid getting stuck in beliefs that are no longer serving us? I think to ask ourselves in a moment when we're aware that we're even stuck in a mantra of self-defeat, <laughs> which is, I think, often for a lot of people, to just ask ourselves the question, is this thought serving me in my now? Because just by asking the question, it forces us to slow down. And then we can choose to either think about it and answer the question for ourselves. But if it does nothing else, it interrupts that pattern. And I think we need the interruption because we're on autopilot most of the time. And the things that we're saying to ourselves about ourselves unconsciously, I think are not true and they are not serving us in our now. What do you do when you catch yourself judging someone else? And how does this reflect how disconnected you are from yourself? Because it's so easy to fall into that pattern. We have a judging mind. I, um, I laugh and I catch myself instantly because when I'm in a place of judgment of anything or anyone, I don't feel good. And that means right away that I'm disconnected. So by laughing, that really helps me connect myself with myself and ask myself the question, in this moment, why am I feeling disconnected? Like what's going on with me? Because I feel like it's never about another, ever. It's always about our relationship with ourselves. And when we're feeling good about ourselves, we're feeling good about everybody. We really are not casting an unkind eye towards anyone or having a judgment or opinion about what anyone else is doing. So it's a win-win, but I laugh a lot all day long with myself, at myself, and it really keeps this whole kind of internal conversation light. You know, we don't need to take it all so seriously. Yeah. So that is helpful for me and something I do suggest to others. What do you say to someone who says, why is this situation happening to me? You know, we live in a society that applauds the victim. So it's really difficult for people to hear what I say to them, which is nothing is happening to you. You are allowing whatever this situation is, to affect you in whatever way that you're feeling. And people get really upset when they hear that because they're not used to being told that taking personal responsibility is very powerful and um, is something that they actually have the power to do. So I think that Taking personal responsibility is probably the only way that we can 
create a relationship with ourselves and stay connected. It, we have learned that everything is happening to us, probably from a really young age. So this idea that we have control over everything that's happening to us, it's, it takes a while for people to understand it. But when they get it, they begin to step into their power. Because when you understand that you have control over every single moment of your own life, not others, but your own, and how you're going to choose to feel about whatever it is that has happened, it's a choice. And you can choose to feel like a victim, but that's a choice. And I applaud that too. I say, that's great. You've made a choice for yourself. Okay, roll with it. You know, it's not happening to you, you're choosing. So there is a difference. So powerful. I love that. In the end, it all begins with you. Love it, Jamie. It's a great segue for my next question. What was the catalyst to write the ever loving essence of you? So um, I um, grew up in this amazing household with amazing parents. And um, I was very connected to myself, but did not have a connection with my mother. So I spent half my life trying to figure that out. And um, it wasn't until she was very sick in the ICU and um, she was put on a breathing tube and um, I sat with her for five days and talked to her about all the things that I had never spoken to her about and thought like, oh my goodness, like this is the beginning of our mother and daughter relationship. And then she transitioned. And what I realized is that my inability to connect with her was only because she was not connected to herself. And so it really became important to me to write this book and to remind people how important it is to find that loving connection with themselves and um, tune in and so yeah, she. I wrote this book in such appreciation and love for my mom, feeling like within those five days, we really did have something very special that I had wanted my whole life. So that is what the ever-loving essence of you is, um, yeah, is so dedicated to her. So beautiful. I love how you talk about the art of allowing can you discuss this a little bit further? I, the art of allowing, it is an art and it is a practice. And I think that when we are really clear about who we are and where we are and trusting ourselves and knowing ourselves, then we extend that same courtesy to others. Because if I am really in a good place with me, then I allow other people to be where they are and who they are. So no one has to be different for me. And it's such a wonderful way to move about the world and to have relationships with people. It's very unconditional. It's I'm good with me and I'm good with you, wherever you are and whoever you are. Um, I think that's really a very genuine way to have a relationship with another person or even a stranger for that matter. 
you know, you could be in a public setting and feel so good about you that everyone around you, whatever it is that they're doing, you understand that it is their thing and it has nothing to do with you. So you kind of like honor that and you look at other people in awe, which is very different than looking at them with a judgment about who they are, what they should be doing, what they should be wearing, what they should be saying, and on and on and on. So it's a practice, but it's a very good feeling practice. Love it. It it just reminds me of, you know, as a yoga instructor, it's a practice. And it's like flexing your muscles. It takes time and it's not going to happen overnight. But I, I love that perspective, no doubt. So I, I love to ask a lot, all my guests, uh, these lists of questions, Jamie, what does self-care mean to you today? I think first thing in the morning to address yourself quietly and in a loving way with appreciation. I think that that goes a very, very long way, even though it seems so small and simple. But once again, it is the most important reminder that you are worthy of your own love. And then from there, we can go on and nurture the world. And as women, that's what we're always doing. But we forget about ourselves. And then we get resentful. And then it doesn't feel good to the person that we're nurturing. And it doesn't feel good to us. So, yes, address yourself five minutes first thing in a very loving way. So powerful. And again, as you had mentioned, it all begins with you. You matter. What is your vision of well-being like? Uh, well-being is our birthright. You know, that's something that we, it, it, it just is. And, and I think that in so many ways, it's our natural state of being. And when we begin to tune in and address ourselves in a loving way, we take deeper breaths. We feel like it's almost like coming home. You know, it's just, it is a natural state of where we can be all the time, first of all, with ourselves. I don't think people are used to hearing that that is our birthright or that that is our natural state. But once you experience it and understand that you bring yourself to that place of connection and ease, um, it becomes very addictive. You know, it's like breath work or anything else that you begin to do that starts to feel soothing and um, reassuring. As you know, my podcast is based on dismantling beliefs and thought patterns. And I know you may have touched upon some of it already, but what ideas or concepts have dismantled your belief system and what was this awakening like for you? Um, I have to say I did not buy into any belief systems. And, and so I feel very blessed in that way that I've always heard my own voice only and always. 
impossible to influence um, to this day. <laughs> um, but I do understand how easy it is to buy into all of that and not create any of it for yourself. So I really ask people to, if they're going to go back and revisit place of origin or people who have influenced them or wherever or whoever they feel that they have um, kind of swallowed their belief system from, I've asked them to do it from their adult perspective. And then ask yourself, does this fit? Because from our adult perspective, some of those old beliefs, they don't fit anywhere. And that's a good way to begin to dismantle. And I love that word dismantle. There's nothing threatening about it. It's beautiful. It's, it's gentle. And it seems so doable. So, yeah. What does prayer mean to you? I think when we're connected to ourselves, we are in prayer. I really do. We're, we're centered and we feel um, at ease and we feel open to receiving. So I think, I think we can be in a constant pray, place of prayer, which is a, a peaceful, wonderful place to be. And also being in nature is very helpful. I think if we can't get there, to step into nature, I think we instantly are transported into a place of prayer. Love that. If there was one thing you wanted our listener to take away from our conversation today, what would it be? Tune in and trust yourself. Tune in and become, begin to know yourself. Tune in, begin to love yourself. Start to give yourself the things that you wish others would give you emotionally. Wrap your loving arms around yourself. Yeah. Beautiful. I'll leave it at that, Jamie. I'd love for our uh, audience to be in touch with you, especially if perhaps they want a consultation. Uh, first, tell us about the quickie and then tell mm. us um, about uh, all your social media so they can look you up. I have a website. It's www.jamie-ler.com. And one of the services I offer is called the Quickie. It's a lovely texting option and it works really well. Um, and um, I think that the reason I like it so much is that people, they hold themselves accountable. They're able to go back and see the text they've written me and what I've written back to them. And they're able to see that they actually knew for themselves all of them. So I'm just the conduit that allows them to really answer their own questions. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's a great service. But the podcasts are on there. This podcast will be on the website as well. And lots of free information. and. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice website. And I want to thank you again for your willingness to come on my podcast and have this uh, poignant discussion with me. You gave us so many powerful tools. I wish you much continued success. Thank you.
Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You know, it's these mindset shifts that truly make a difference. If you like this podcast, share it with someone and be sure to leave a review. Till next time, here's to dismantling you.